Hello there, Linda. Hi, Glenn. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay here, Linda. What do we got going on today? We have a traditional old spiritual arranged in 1917 by Harry Burley. Well, you know, some of the earlier performances of this song were sung by a lead bass singer. Why don't you play it today on the bass clarinet? Okay, I'll do that. First, let's take a look at the words. Deep river, my home is over Jordan. Deep river, Lord, I want to cross over into campground. Oh, don't you want to go to that gospel fest, the promised land where all is peace. Walk into heaven and take my seat and cast my crown at Jesus' feet. Deep river. My home is over Jordan. Deep river. Lord, I want to cross over into campground. Deep River is a classic example of an African-American spiritual, an immensely important genre of music born from the plantation and sorrow songs of the African-American slaves in the Deep South in the 1600s, 1700s, and 1800s. Like all spirituals, Deep River is a song of hope and longing, expressing a desire for peace and freedom, both in the present and in the afterlife. Though these melodies, slaves held on to hope of survival. The songs were created vocally by groups of slaves working in the fields and gathering at camp meetings, the more popular melodies then being passed from one plantation to the next. Over time, slaves also developed songs that carried coded message containing plans for escape, especially during the time when the Underground Railroad seemed like the only hope for freedom. Deep River belongs in a category of slow, quiet spirituals. These songs of despair and hope were sometimes forbidden by slave owners and overseers, while more up-tempo songs were actively encouraged as being helpful to keep the work going. There are actually three general categories of spirituals, two of them being up-tempo. Today, Deep River belongs into the third group, slow, haunting melodies, filled with emotion and faith and embodied in soul crying out to the universal longing for freedom. Through the melodies and lyrics of their spirituals, the slaves expressed not only their personal weariness and sorrow, but also their hope and determination to overcome and live on. These songs of hope were partially created by the slaves' newfound belief in the teaching of the Christian Bible. Differing from African cultures they knew, the Christian doctrine of a heaven promising a glorious afterlife for suffering people was new to them and provided much-needed hope. It was not unusual for slaves and their masters or owners to attend daily or weekly church services together. In time, the slave populations embraced Christianity and believed that the religion of the European-American captors would provide deliverance for them as well. Most of the lyrics contained in the now-documented over 6,000 traditional spirituals echo the language of the Old Testament. The creators of spirituals quoted the Bible often in their lyrics, 
perhaps identifying with the Israelites in Africa whose enslavement and persecution was vividly portrayed in the Old Testament. The lyrics of the song, Deep River, my home is over, Jordan. Deep River, Lord, I want to come over into the campground. Imply that the Jordan River in the Bible symbolized the Ohio River dividing the, between the slave states and the free states. Campground implies a place for camp meetings, a type of gathering that even though illegal in some areas, served as a vehicle for slaves to commune and share their sorrows and hopes. These camp meetings were among the rare occasions during which slaves actually experienced a feeling free at last a little while through singing, playing instruments, and sharing stories. Some of the lyrics most likely had a double meaning as well, suggesting the camp meeting they looked forward to was in heaven, the place where they would truly be set free. With the end of the American Civil War in 1865 and the official emancipation of slaves in the South, the singing of spirituals died out for a short period. Soon, though, Fisk University in Nashville sent its all-African-American choir on a world tour raising funds for educating newly freed slaves in Tennessee and surrounding states. The Fisk Jubilee Singers carried spirituals, including Deep River, to parts of the U.S. that had never before heard this type of music. They also performed for various European royalty, quite a novelty in the 1870s, and their success encouraged other African-American colleges and professional singers to form touring groups. Published collections of plantation songs began to appear to meet a growing public demand for this music. The person most responsible for bringing this deeply felt music to the attention of the country as a whole was Henry Burley. Henry Burley was a classically trained singer and composer. It was Burley that altered the course of Deep River by arranging it for classical recitals. He also slowed the tempo from the Fisk Jubilee Singers version that was probably closer to how it was sang in the field by the work hands. Arrangements in 1913 were first a cappella, mixed choruses, and then in 1916 for solo singers and piano. The astonishing popularity of Deep River that followed could not have been predicted. In 1910, a popular violinist of the time, Maud Powell, was inspired to transcribe Deep River. When she performed Deep River during her New York recital in October 1911, it was the first time a white solo concert artist trained in European classical music tradition had performed an African-American spiritual in concert. Powell recorded Deep River for the Victor Company on June 15, 1911, the first version ever recorded. After Deep River was sung in several films in the 1920s and the melody adapted into another popular song, Dear Old Southland, 
1921. Its popularity continued into the next generation. Johnny Mathis and many other singers recorded the song from the 50s on. Gospel groups today often include Deep River in their concerts. Of the many performances of this spiritual, it is the one by African-American soprano Marion Anderson that perhaps captures the most memorable rendition of Deep River. In the early 1900s, this young student applied to an all-white Philadelphia music academy, now the University of Arts, but was turned away because of her ethnicity. Her high school then stepped in to arrange an audition for private study with two very highly recommended voice coaches of the time. At the audition, the singing of Deep River brought them to tears. Years later, the daughter of American Revolution refused to grant permission for Anderson to sing in an all-white public high school auditorium and also refused permission for her to sing to an integrated audience in Washington, D.C.'s Constitution Hall. The DAR membership numbered in the thousands, and it included First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt. There was an outrage by many, most notably Miss Roosevelt herself, who resigned from the organization over the issue. Later that year, with President Roosevelt's help, the First Lady created a recital performance for Ms. Anderson at the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. 75,000 people attended the recital and millions listened throughout the country on the radio as Miriam Anderson sang Deep River. Marian Anderson's soulful rendition of this old slave song touched the hearts of millions of Americans and demonstrated the tremendous power of music to convey suffering, hope, and history. Fifteen years later, in 1955, Marian Anderson became the first African-American to be invited to sing at the Metropolitan Opera in New York City. As is most common these days, we've lost track of the original meaning of this text. Most sources say what's really being referred to are the camp meetings that slaves were sometimes allowed to attend, usually held in big tents. These gatherings are clearly Christians and were also called revival meetings. They're extremely common in America, even long after the Civil War, among whites and blacks. There are actually three layers of meetings in this spiritual. The actual camp meeting in heaven, and the third layer is the idea of literally earthly freedom from slavery, with Jordan referring to the Ohio River, one of the boundaries between the slave states and free states. The feeling of freedom at camp meetings would, would now translate into actual freedom. Deep River has had a long, rich history since the end of slavery. The African-American spiritual has many unique social and musical functions. Musical practices such as the call and response form and liberal use of improvisation were built on African roots. The genre's rich vocabulary of metaphor and double meaning 
served as a practical function for a people who could not express themselves freely. Like this song, many spirituals refer to a home over Jordan, certainly a heavenly home, but also a lost home across the ocean in Africa. The African people were enslaved early in our American history, a terrible blight on the past of our ancestors. While the United States didn't invent slavery, it's been around for thousands of years, it is certainly not a time we should be proud of. Treating any people any lesser than we are is a sin. We are to love one another as ourselves. Not just back then, but now. Our black people are responsible for some of the best music I've ever heard. I love them, and I love the music. I want to use this example today to speak of spiritual slavery of all of us in our lives. We're all born in sin. It's our nature. All have sinned. And this sin has separated us from a relationship with our Creator God. It's not a minor thing. Some have said, my sins are not that bad. But God sees all our sins equal because He's holy. Even so, called little sin is terrible. That God says the payment for is eternal death and separation from Him and His glory. Not only does sin enslave our lives, it grips us and controls our lives. That is why God forbids it. He loves us and does not want this for us. Think about smoking, drinking, drugs, sex, money, wanting things that are not your own, power. And anything that comes more important to God can enslave us to where we lose control of ourselves. It puts us in a place where we cannot change our lives. We think, but it isn't. The Bible says all our righteousness is filthy rags. There is nothing we can do. We are hopelessly lost. We're certainly all equal in this regard. We all are on the same boat. I've not compared the slavery of our blacks and brethren to the slavery of sin, but the results are the same. Both ended in slavery. Slavery is a terrible result. The good news is that Jesus died for all of us. If we have accepted Jesus as our personal Savior, we're all going to be in heaven together where there is perfect love. I am so glad that God loved us so much he sent his only son to die for us and take our punishment that we justly deserved. If we believe him and trust him and trust his plan for salvation and nothing else, he will save us from eternal death and give us everlasting life. God does not want us to be enslaved to sin. He wants us to have perfect peace and freedom. If there's anything hindering in your life, give it to God and let him help today.
Glenn played Deep River on the bass clarinet. I have Oscar Peterson jazz style program programmed up on my computer by my real band program. And I got my big old bass clarinet ready to go. Okay, let's hear it. Thank you. 
Wow, what a wonderful time we had with you folks here today on our program. Yes, indeed. And I'd like to remind all our audience that our program is a part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association, which is a nonprofit 501c3 organization dedicated to sharing the gospel with the world. We're located in Lexington, Kentucky. This is a weekly program where we look at the old-time hymns, the writers, and those things that inspired the writing of their songs. We do so much love making this program, and we hope you enjoy listening as much as we do creating it. We would really love to hear from our listeners. Please write us on Facebook or whatever platform you hear us on. If, if that doesn't work for you, just write us a comment on the section of our web page at glendawsonea.com. That's www.glendawsonea.com. Search the web for the music of Glenn Dawson to hear our music. We have around 70 selections online now. Be sure to punch the like button when you can. Hey, we look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Heart for Worship. We love you all. Goodbye Goodbye for for now. now.